crippling thoughts, dramatic mysteries, wonderful worlds of fantasy, denying love of the heart that beats within your chest, or is it just your imagination? Let's dive into a world of novels as we read books from all over, from writing and reading reviews to interviews, one-on-one sessions, and honest writing opinions. Let's keep it real in this new mystical mode. Good, you guys. I'm your wonderful host, Mystic, and welcome to another episode of Mystical Mode, where I try to keep my opinions as real as possible without you guys killing me later for it. So today we have another interesting book review from another Inkid writer, and this story is called Red. Now, guys, it's capital R E D red and the way you transfix the word into this story astounds me and hopefully you guys will see why later but this author says in their bio a girl with too many stories on her mind and don't we all i personally know i got like what 15 20 stories left up on my web pad page for when i like wrote on my phone when i was a kid cheese and sprinkles that was They weren't good, but you know what? It's okay. It gives me good basis for the stories that I'm writing now. But today we're reviewing Red, and it has a 5-point star rating for fantasy, and it has 8 reviews and stuff like that, which I think is absolutely amazing. It just goes to show you how awesome this story is. It's 13 chapters. I believe it is still ongoing, but either way, it's an amazing story. Also, this author has an Instagram page. You just go to her Instagram page, like, follow. She doesn't have any posts up yet, but trust and believe, I definitely know she will get up something soon. Maybe not, maybe so. Either way, I'm here to promote you, and your book is definitely one to talk about, at least in my opinion. It's such a fascinating story, and you guys will hopefully, as I'm reading to you guys, hopefully you guys will see why. But other than that, let's get into this more mystical mode. Warning, warning, and warning. This story may contain adult themes, strong language, and descriptive sexual content that isn't suitable for individuals under the age of 18. Keep that in mind. Back to the episode. Red is so many things holds so many significations. During a sordid night, Alba Ameron discovered its meaning and lost it all as she was swallowed by the color. Between all types that exist, the red of passion, the red of blood, of suffering, or the red of love, which one will you be? Choose carefully. Because once tainted by red, you will never be the same. I never saw this red before as I stared at everywhere on my knuckles, on his face, on his shirt, the red of his blood. He was debating and I was beyond enraged. So when my world slipped, I didn't even acknowledge them at first. You've killed him. I cried out for the world to hear as I deserve him one another, hitting him harder each time. You've killed him. You left him to rot. You fucking took him away from me. I screamed out hysterically. 
monsters were monsters for a reason. And they couldn't change. At least. That's what I thought until then. God, you make it hard to give you any, like, criticism. Because I barely think anything is there. It's just so good. Your summary was so well-capped. And it was so amazing. And what I love about it more is that I didn't know it was a werewolf story until I actually read through it. And that's what I love. I Most people, when they post out their story, they're like, oh, check out if this alpha will be with her, or yada, yada, yada. This is something completely different. I'm not getting a sense of, oh, weak girl meets strong alpha, fall in love, or something along those lines of that original plot. This is something completely different, and this is something so amazing. And you use the concept of red, which I think is a perfect color to describe a lot of things. Like, as you, like, said over here, which I thought was by far, by far, the best quote in this whole entire story. Between all the kinds that exist, the red of passion, the red of blood, of suffering, or of love, which one will you be? Bro, that's awesome. I've always thought of the color as either blood or as a way of love, but you have based your whole entire story around the concept of blood, war, love, treachery, falling in love with people, going out of your way to protect what is yours, losing loved ones. You have put this all into the first couple or so chapters, and it's just astounding. We are not told about the rogues attacking. We are already in this war. Sorry that I'm kind of like spoiling chapter one a little bit before we get into it, but war is happening. War is happening now. We are being attacked. It's not just going to be a couple stories like, oh, I fought off a couple wolves. No, it is detailed and it is amazing. I keep going to chapter one, but we should really be talking about the summary, which is just as equally as amazing. No grammar errors on my part. And honestly, what I love about this most is that you talked, you made this a werewolf story, but you didn't tell me it was a werewolf story. And I picked it up all by myself just through reading your astonishing work. My gosh, this is just astounding. I find this interesting. I love it. It's fresh. It's new. It's bold. It has a mystery part of it. It's also out there with also being in and you're using a real world thing to reference something more than just the color, than just the emotion. Anything and everything in the story will always be tied back to the color red, the red of furiating anger, the red of love and passion, the red of so much more, the red of suffering. Oh my god, you've just done an amazing job representing it through your summary and also through chapter one, which are which we are going to read. By far amazing. I have zero notes for you how to make this better. You've given me just it was the energy was electric and it was fiery and I loved it. The way you brought this story to life, even though it's just the summary, is astounding. I need to google another word for it it's just astounding and you've done a great job an excellent job a perfect job on 
oh my gosh type of job. Like, if I was an edit, I was like a big company for editing books and publishing them, I would take this story without a single thought of hesitation due to the, due to the amount of detail and work and emphasis just in the summary alone. Oh my gosh, it's just astounding you've done a great job and you should feel nothing but pride for yourself go on with your bad self not to mention your cover is adorable it's adorable it's cute i like it how you have the cover i like how you have the words red with cursive but she's like wearing like a blue sweater of some sort which i think is very contradictory but not contradictory it's very has a very good contrast that's what i meant to say a very good contrast of colors but either way Bro, I now I feel like you should be giving me pointers, reviewing your story. Honey, this summary, this summary is by far one of the best summaries that I've ever read in my whole entire career of writing and in my whole entire life. And that says a lot. You def this story definitely without a hesitation of a doubt makes it into my top 10. That makes it into the top 10 with the gray ones and also Blood of Deception. Now, those stories were scrum ditty yumptious and this story is the same dealio. My god, this is absolutely amazing. And you guys are going to find out more why it's amazing in chapter 1. So, let's get into it. It was a nightmare. Screams everywhere. How we ended up in this situation was beyond me. Beyond every provision. Beyond every subscription. They had us now. We would lose it all. The pack was begestined all around. We were trying to fight for whatever was left for us to defend. The borders had already fallen to the grips and soon the entire territory would follow. I was sleeping in my room when it happened and a defending roar of the alpha pierced the air before hell broke loose. I didn't have time to gather anything to change or even to think about it. I just ran out of my chamber praying that it was not too late. I ran to the second room next to mine only to find my little brother and sister gathered in there joined by Hilda, their nanny. I saw the frightness in her stance as the door opened and in her face when she saw me. She breathed again. Alba, I was going to look for you. Thank God you're fine. I heard her say with despair, transparing in her voice. Alba? I heard Liv and Nara's yell for me, Lily's eyes filled with tears. She wanted to make a step front for me, but I stopped her with a hand extending, making her halt as her little frame stood in surprise. Guilt rushed through me, but I didn't cower, or maybe I did, as I avoided her tears rolling down her cheeks looking back at Hilda. Back then, in the basement, under the house, and don't move from there, 
before Dad or Alrek come for them. She nodded and looked back at Liv's hand. You should go, Hilda said, trying to console me when her voice seemed to quiver. I looked at her in acknowledgement and she knew there was no holding back. Before briefly looking at Lily and Naros, who both looked at me with fear in their eyes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be back for you, I stated with a confidence on the outside, but pools of doubt on the inside. They both nodded, live later than Nars, and I smiled at them for what I wish was not the last time as I ran away, taking the stairs. I was still in my nightgown, and as I opened the door, closing it loudly behind me, I ran towards the only place I craved to be, wishing that it wasn't too late. I ran between the trees, trying desperately to connect with my dad, but it wasn't working. None of, none of him or the beta was responding, and fear struck me. Sending rushes of adrenaline into my system, I swayed, heading into the town center, knowing the hell must have broken loose there. And less than three minutes later, I started to hear screams and the smell of distinct odor of fire and ashes. My heart started to thump loudly in my ribcage, but I didn't stop. And seconds later, I was met with a scenario I never thought I would ever come to see. The entire town was burning with people running mostly the human part of our pack trying to escape the enemy's troops as they were destroying houses bringing people out of them manhandling them us our people were fighting too our wolves battling in whatever form they decided to uphold all in the sake of the survey just so our pack wouldn't fall into their hands tonight there was also blood everywhere, sported on the ground, on the weapons, on claws, dangling and spreading as if water was pouring from them as a waterfall. I had... I was forced to stop, absolutely horrified by the spectacle before my eyes, but soon got out of the daze. I needed to find them. I didn't have the luxury to get lost in the chaos. Despite seeing the horrible view, I moved my eyes from it and somehow abandoned my people to their fate as I ran into the woods deeper. I needed to gain the front rows. I needed to get to them to fight with my people against those monsters. I followed the path my instincts directed me to follow for minutes running towards a place I didn't know what I should have expected to find. It was only then I was halfway there that I heard, heard what made me stop dead in my tracks. The Alpha had fallen. The sentence yelled in my mind, just as it held yelled in the mind of every other wolf of the pack, res resonant, false, uncalled for, unbelievable. My feet meant to give in to the words didn't make any sense in my mind the voice it had been the beta's ones 
Alark's a voice that I recognize instantly, a voice that had made me plunge with shame. What happened to you, Dad? My feet, despite wanting to continue to run, hit the ground with a new strength. I could feel my bare feet being scratched by grass, stones, the harshness of the ground, just as my body had supplemented to the trees, branches, and the terrain leaves, but I continued enduring it, enduring all the pain, the suffering, wishing for it not to be too late. I started to feel presences, unknown ones, and then three men appeared before my eyes. Each one of them eyed me with a vile glare before they launched, recognizing me as the enemy. I dodged the first, sending him to my left before I launched at the one behind me, my claws extracting suddenly, hitting him straight into the face, making him take steps back as my hands went on his face. I was in such full and devastating rage. I saw red, the red of danger, the red of blood. I was a kick. I felt a kick to my side. One that almost sent me flying to the next tree, but I stood only to be ass- only to be assigned blows that I tried to dodge, but somehow succeeded despite receiving money. At the end of them, I delivered the man a useful blow to send him scrolling against a nearby tree. Next thing I was falling, I felt was hands on my hair, tearing it from behind. The action shot a terrible and strewning pain into my head and I tried to dodge turning around to face the opponent but I received well a blow to the face spinning me to my side of the top bottom of the lip splitting the left side of my bottom lip in a half as blood rushed in my mouth My first instinct was to hiss. The second one was to split the contents of my mouth at his face that was inches away from mine before his grip. My hands went to the top of his, to the side of his face, managing it before his forehead was colliding with each other. I didn't let him have time to recuperate, knowing that this was a simple blow wasn't enough, and in a split second I delivered him an uppercut straight into his busky, hard jaw. Sensing his bones and mind crack didn't refrain from a second blow as his at his cheek on his right side, dazing him completely. He looked at me dazed for seconds before his feet did a few steps and they were uncontrolled and his point rejoined to the ground as it shut up. I didn't even have time to turn around before the last one jumped on me from the side, sending me to the ground with him on top of me. He tried to deliver a blow to my right face, but I moved at the last second, letting his hand coil with the ground. It didn't even alter his attention for a second as it came back for more. I tried to dodge with my hands, but the gravity and the weight got the toll of me, and I was left with with sending me to my right leg between his legs making him do a full 180 from the impulse with my teeth gripping his heavy weight. My body foamed his as my hands gripped his shirt and I was left on top of him. He looked at me with a sudden surprise before I deliver a well-deserved blow, sending him to the back, to the ground where he deserved to be. 
I saw blood splinter on the ground before I gave another one right in the same spot just to assure myself that he wouldn't get back up anytime soon after this. Before I could jump off of him, I felt someone take me from my nightdress and bring me and bring me up. Soon his hands encircled my neck, trying to suffocate me. We were up, my back against his torso as his filthy breath was hitting the side of my face. The air was starting to become a rare luxury for me. My eyes widened as he tightened his hold as much as I tried to scratch his skin, drawing blood from it. He wouldn't budge, only hiss. My eyes frantically searched around me, seeking an escape that only materialized in the danger dangling near the waist of the man below his feet. I had only one try at it. I tried exchanging my body, moving my bare foot in front, making the man behind me tighten his hole even more, subconsciously, that I would get away. I tried to reach forward, missing it by a few inches, a few inches that would about get me killed. I tried to move, suffocating even more, and next time I tried, I got in between my big toe and my adjacent one. Do it. My feet impulsed movement that had been prepared by my whole body as I sent the dagger into the air, liberating from my toes, holding for it to fly in reverse just near my trail of vision. My hand went up immediately, peeking at it. In split seconds, I turned my wrist towards my opponent and aimed the dagger at his whole length of his arm, making him scream in pain. He loosened his grip enough so I could escape, ducking below his arms and aiming directly for his abdomen. He blocked, encircling my wrists and I looked at him with despair running through my system. I needed a way out. Out of nowhere I let the dagger fall from my hand surprising him for a second only to move the other hand and pick up pick it up while failing towards the ground in mid-air by controlling my other hand. Despite being my Suffice being my bad hand, I moved my wrist in a swift motion and I turned to get it and a rigid part of it came coiling with the side of his head. I heard him fall to the ground behind me. It didn't stay. I didn't stay to hear more as the dagger fell too and I started to run again. Okay, I'm not even gonna lie, this chapter was amazing, scrum diddly yumptious. This story definitely makes it within my top 10. My top 10 consists of, what are those stories called? Um, Blood of Deception, and there's another amazing story that I absolutely adore. I cannot think of the name off the top of my head at this current moment, but you definitely made it up there. This chapter was, oh my god. Oh my god, and oh my god, more. It was amazing. I love the fact that I couldn't tell it was a werewolf story until I actually read it. It wasn't the first thing you put into the summary, which a bunch of werewolf novelists do, which I, depending on how, it, depending on how the summary is written, I usually don't like. But at the same time, your summary was so unique, and so was your first chapter. This is amazing. But there are a few things that I picked up on that I didn't, I didn't like as much, which took a little bit away from the experience. One is the fact that you don't capitalize all your eyes. Like, the majority of them are lowercase. And 
I don't know, if I were you, I would definitely go back and capitalize all of these I's because it's just proper grammar. And also, I like the uniqueness here with the speaking parts. Instead of having regular quotation marks, you would just have like little, um, little greater than or equal to signs within the speaking parts, which is totally fine. They're absolutely adorable. I can't even say if they're greater than or equal to signs. They just look like something, I don't know, different. But at the same time, proper formatting is always key. If you were sending this to um, an editor or to pub- a publisher of any kind, they would say like, hey, um, so you want to tell me why your whole entire novel has no speaking parts? Because, I don't know, I feel like this is a little bit weird. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just a little bit more old school. I want to keep it as formatted as formatted can be. But at the same time, you've done an amazing job. Now, I would try to use that for maybe, how would you say... Maybe if they're thinking lines, like if they're thinking this, you can italicize this. Or if you're using quotes or something like that to make it look fancy, that's something I would use it for. I generally wouldn't use it for the majority or actually all of my speaking parts within these chapters. Those are just my little points of view. But either way, bruh, can I give you like a virtual high five? This is just amazing. And also the uniqueness of your character's names. It's just amazing. Like, come on now. It's just awesome. Now, I'm not even going to lie. When I heard the name, sorry if I say it incorrectly, Norris, N-A-R-I-S. Yeah, when I heard Norris or Norris or whatever like that, I literally thought of Norwal, okay? I don't know if you guys are familiar with the song. It's like an old song. Norwal's, Norwal's living in the ocean. You're causing a commotion because they are so awesome. Whoever says a Norwal is not awesome, you clearly never had a childhood. And also to the people, um, what's it? My younger niece sent this to me recently, sending me back, um setting like all these songs from the 2000s if you didn't listen to these songs you didn't have a childhood if you did not listen to the narwhal song you did not and i repeat you did not have a proper childhood okay if you didn't learn from spongebob on how to tie your shoes not a good childhood if you didn't watch fanboy and chum chum not a good childhood um if you didn't watch um sesame street with the original elmo and mr noodle you did not and i repeat did not have a good childhood. I don't know what type of cartoons you've been watching when you were a child. Okay? I'm the type of I'm the type of person to be watching cartoons all of my life. And you've not seen any of these. I don't even know what you were doing on Saturday mornings. I don't even know what you were doing at 5 p.m. when the new um, shows on Nickelodeon came out. I don't know what you were doing when new episodes of Shake It Up came up on Disney Channel. I don't know what you were doing. What you should be doing is watching these shows or getting somebody who is watching these shows because they are important and they are part of life. And also, anybody who says Teen Titans Go is better than the original Teen Titans, well, I'm just going to leave that right there. I feel like this is a conversation for a way different type of podcast. Way different type of, different type of podcast. But I'm letting you know right now, I appreciate that you're listening, but at the same time, No, I am slowly yet steadily, steadily shaking my head at you. The original Teen Titans were not that. I don't know what those bogus new Teen Titans Go characters are. Zero development. But other than that, let's get back to the story at hand. I went off into a deep, deep rabbit hole for a second. I apologize. But back to the story. 
I like the uniqueness of your characters. Of course, I fell into a narwhal hole for a second. I love the names, like Alba, Hilda, Liv. It's just unique. And also, I couldn't pronounce the beta's name, Alaric, I want to say. Sorry, I've been pronouncing all these names incorrectly. But at the same time, along with those little errors that I've mentioned earlier, you do have a couple typos or really weird, not really, you have a couple weird sentences from here and there. Like an example of one is the alpha had fall. You mean the alpha has fallen or the alpha fell or something. I don't know. I just feel like the alpha had fall. Sounds a little bit weird if I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I think it's a little weird, so I would definitely switch that sentence up along with a couple other sentences. If you'd like to message me or email me or post up on my wall to ask me more about this, I am more than happy to share with you the bunch of other little nitpick things that I saw within this story. But at the same time, you did a great job. This story is by far going in my top 10, even though it does have those grammatical issues that I find very... Mm, I don't know, I'm just a nitpicky person, so I kind of picked at that for a little bit. But even with those mistakes, you definitely, 100%, without certainty of a doubt, made it into my top 10. Like, come on now, this story was awesome. I loved it, and I loved even more is how you used a simple word, red, and turned it into so much more. Red is everything. It is love. It is passion. It is pain. It is suffering. It is longing. It is, oh my gosh, it's so much more than a color that we see every single day. Red is fury and fire. It's just amazing. And seeing red is anger. And the way you've used such a simple color and made it into so much more is astounding. I love it and so much more. And you've left me also, I didn't mention this for my review of the summary, but you've left me on such a cliffhanger with the summary for this story. You didn't introduce any of the, well, you did introduce one character, Alba Almaron, sorry, Almera. Sorry if I said the name incorrectly, but either way, you introduced one character. You talked about what the main theme is going to be, the color red, suffering, passion, beauty, and so much more. And then you give a story about how she felt rage, the rage of red, and letting the color consume her. Not the feeling, the co well, the feeling, but the color consuming her. The color red consuming all. And I love the way you have used the color in this story by far. This is the first, I can't remember what the term is. I honestly cannot remember and I feel bad. But there's a term to represent a story that revolves around a certain object or a certain color or theme. I've read about this and I'm sorry that I've forgotten it. But either way, you're doing an amazing job. An amazing job. And I'm not even going to lie, if your next story is like blue and your third novel is purple, I'm going to be like, oh my god, ah, it's going to be, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it without a hesitation of a doubt. I read all so many stories every day and to see something new and fresh, it's just astounding. You've done a great job. Hand claps.
and kudos to you for writing such an amazing story. Definitely worth the five-star rating up on Inkit. Besides those other, like, little nitpicky errors and stuff like that, when the fighting scene came around, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little bit confusing. A little bit confusing for me to read, voice, and looking back on it now, I understand what I understand more as to what is happening, but at the same time, I'm still getting confused in a way, if that makes sense. Sorry, that's just my, uh, that's just me. I don't know if because I'm just dense or whatever, but it just didn't make a sense to me. Like when she grabbed the knife from his belt and she tossed it up and then it hit him in a way. I don't know. That part was a little bit confusing for me. I don't know if you guys got the same type. But either way, great job. And this story is phenomenal. I can't wait to read more. And I can't wait to like see if you come up with a sequel later on in life. Who knows where the story is going. But my best bet, I'm sorry. This got so chi and so stupid. If your second book is blue and then your third book is purple, I swear to you. I swear to you. I want to be like, where can I buy this and how much for it? Without a second of a doubt, I'm going to buy it. Like, oh. But either way, really good job. And guys, please give this author kudos because they truly have done such an amazing job writing this story. Even with the few errors that I saw and some weird quotation marks for speaking parts and not not capitalizing your eyes. You still did a great job, and you should feel nothing but proud for this story, because I enjoyed it. I know you guys are going to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed reading it, voicing it, and talking about it. By far, keep up the great work, and go far and dream big. Dreams are only but illusions to reality that you can only grasp in between your fingers. For thou shalt not be indiscriminated by one's dreams of the dreams of the loved ones that they love. O love, be of beauty, beauty, be of heart as the dreams soar beyond the stars. I don't remember where that quote is from. Do not ask me to repeat it because I can already feel my literature professor literally staring at me alone like, so you could remember it for a podcast, but you can't remember when I'm asking you about it in class? Well, (laughs) this author has brought it out of me, okay? But thank you guys for listening, and stay tuned for the little bonus feature, as always, at the end of every episode. And I believe today we are doing a bunch of shoutouts, so stay tuned. Let's get you guys shout out time. Shout out to the book The Mighty Voyage written by Obsin Chun. Sorry if I said your name incorrectly. It is spelled O S I D I O N. Also, Five O'Clock Birds, Marginee, Don't Smile at Me, and 91 Days written by Momo Chan. Sorry if I said your name incorrectly. It's M O I M O I underscore Chan. C H A N. Those stories are just some spectacles of their work. You guys should definitely check it out. Shout out to Leslie H. And the stories written by them is only his and songs from the heart. And let me tell you, these songs are truly from the heart. Charms has written the stories called Nachin, which is his queen, Katil, and Blissful Chaos. And let me tell you, that chaos is nothing but blissful. Also, Al BB with The Sword Maiden, which is a very intricate story that I would definitely love to read more of. 
But that's all for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and there's so much more to come. We've kept it real in this mystical mode, and I'm your host, Mystic, signing off for the day. Catch you guys later.